So the big question is this. How do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that the top agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's real estate environment? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. All right, Rockstar Nation, we got a great returning guest. I got Mr. MC Lobsher on, and MC is a wealth of knowledge. Been on the show once, but it's probably, uh, gosh, close to two years ago. I was looking at October 2016. Wow. So, you know, 423 episode, and, and so lots has changed for him since then. And I started communicating with him. I was like, man, we need to figure out a challenge that real estate agents have and we need to walk through this challenge and talk through this challenge and you know one of the things that's a pet peeve of mine is that real estate agents don't like you know a lot of them are false prophets i mean the worst false prophet of an agent is one that fizzbows their own house um the second worst is, is is one that you know has been in business a long time and rents themselves and probably the third is the one that works with a lot of investors and never invests. And so one of the biggest challenges along that third line is that most agents have absolutely no retirement, right? They don't do anything for retirement. They don't, they don't save properly. They don't invest properly. And it's, uh, it's sad. It's sad when you get agents that are chasing for sale by owners that are, you know, 82 years old and, uh, you know, getting their head kicked in you know, doing this hard ass work. Right. So I said, uh, let's, let's solve some of this problem. Come on back. Let's chat. So without further ado, welcome back to real estate rock stars, Mr. MC Lobsher. That always a blast connecting my friend. Thank you so much for having me on again. Hey buddy, why don't you tell everybody who you are so they get to know you better? Yeah. So my name is MC Lobsher. Uh, I'm originally from South Africa, came to the States uh, in the early 2000s, 2000 uh, 2001. Uh, I currently have a, a podcast called Ca The Cashflow Ninja, where we interview cashflow ninjas that share how to create uh, income streams from real estate, commodities, businesses, especially online businesses, blockchain and crypto assets, paper assets, and much, much more. So we look at all those different angles and ways how to create cash flow in this crazy environment that we're in, this crazy, exciting environment. Uh, and then I'm also the president and chief wealth and investment strategist at Producers Wealth. It's a wealth creation firm uh, based out of Newtown, Pennsylvania, where I reside that services clients virtually in all 50 states. That's awesome, dude. So let's get into this. So, um, you know, real estate agents traditionally are a victim of overspending. I call them fillionaires, right? Fillionaires are fake millionaires. It, it starts out uh, being insecure on listing appointments or being insecure with buyers. And in that, you know, they go out on a listing appointment, there's competitors, you know, they pull up in a old car, right? A hoopty. And uh, the other guy pulls up in a Beamer and the other girl pulls up in a Mercedes Benz and instantly the seller of the house thinks, well, this person doesn't know what they're doing because they drive a crappy car. So then they go out and buy a car. It works. People are like, oh, wow, you must sell a lot of houses. We'll work with you. And then after that, uh, you know, 
the more money that they make, the more they spend on big things, right? Like landscaping their backyard uh, to the tune of 50 grand and buying a boat and, you know, adding an addition on their house or, or, you know, whatever the case may be because they make big checks all at once. So they'll make like 20 grand one month, but then the next month they only make three grand. And uh, unfortunately, a lot of them get to later stages in life and they don't have any savings, right? They don't have any investments. They don't have any uh, horizontal income, any passive income uh, that most people would at least have retirement and, you know, and a pension. So what do we do about this? Yeah, I think one of the first things that I would say is that you are in a business and you are a business if you're an agent. So I think that a lot of folks uh, go into that not thinking of themselves as a business and treating it like a business from the beginning and to have a plan in place, right? Because I think a lot what you just mentioned also falls into the category of um, living a life by default instead of design, right? As a business owner, you have a plan. There's strategies that you have. You're, you're looking over, uh, overall um, as a business owner throughout the next 12 months. And as a business owner, you understand that there's going to be certain times, like for instance, when a lot of people go out and buy houses, in the summer. And if you're on the East Coast and then, you know, in some of the colder areas in the winter, you know that there's not a ton of people shopping around and looking for places uh, in the midst of winter, right? So there's going to be cash flow issues, just like a business. So you got to treat it like a business. You got to uh, build a business by design and not by default, just getting pulled in which, whichever uh, direction you go. Uh, so I think that's like the first thing that that folks have to realize. And then I would also say, you know, well, where do we start from there? How do we get organized? How do we how do we start building a business in a life by design rather than just by default, right? List something, sell it. Now I got to put some money into marketing again. I got to generate more leads instead of having a constant flow of leads, you know, having the marketing up and running, having all of these systems. So I would say from a, from a personal finance part for business owners and entrepreneurs, it's, a, it's the same thing. So um, I'm going to start with uh, that with a wealth formula that I learned from a mentor of mine. that was a game changer for my life. Okay. Yeah. And it was, Please, um, share. Please share. your mental capital times your relationship capital is your financial capital. Wait a minute, wait a minute. slow down MC. Your mental capital. First, first of all, I, I like how you said wealth by default, not by design is what's happening, yep. right? And I want to find out and I want to discuss what a real estate agent's wealth by design would look like if you were a brand new agent, right? I want to walk through that. But before I do that, get into this equation. Say it again. So it's your mental capital times your relationship capital equals your financial capital. Mm, Okay, so break that down. Yeah, so I think a lot of people think about stuff, right? They think in terms of stuff and having this and having that. And you mentioned the car too, right? Which, listen, optics is everything. Look at marketing today. (laughs) Optics is everything. But if you're going to build a business and a life by design, your mental capital is basically what you read, what you know, what you study. Mm, What you learn, right? Yeah. Exactly. The courses that you take, the books that you read, the experiences you have, how can podcast you listen to? Exactly. The podcast that you listen to, what, what, what is unique about you? Cause there's something unique about us, right? We all have different experiences. we all have different 
backgrounds. We all have something different to add. How can you position that in your favor? That's your, that's your mental capital. Also, your high-income skill sets fall into that. So you might be a real estate agent. What's going to differentiate you as far as mental capital from all of the other agents out in the field? What skill set, one, what one skill can you grab from somewhere else to go out there and light it on fire? Now, it might be you're really good at driving traffic through, let's just pick something, Facebook marketing. Okay. That, that's a pretty high, that's a high income skill if you know how to do it and know how to crush it. YouTube is a big one right now, right? And there's guys and gals very successful on YouTube building audiences and I've seen actually some pop-up ads on, on YouTube for me. Uh, it's real estate agents, specifically targeting investors, for instance. So that's a high income, income skill set is taking something that you can add in combination of what you know and who you are and your experiences to differentiate yourself from the field. Relationship capital ties into, you know, back to the Jim Rohn, the five people that you spend the most t uh, time with, right? Your network, who you know, who's part of your team. You are the average of the five people you spend, uh, you hang around the most. Exactly. Your masterminds, right? Which is super, super important. Something that's, that, that's your relationship capital. Your relationship capital. And then by combining those two, that's going to get you your, your financial capital. Where I think a lot of people are so focused just on, the financial capital because it's they could see it they could you know see people shoot shoot what do they use those guns <laughs> those money guns like a lot of these people do online you could see it right but right. it's the, the it's the it's the unseeable stuff that around that i that's going to lead to eventually that which will tie into creating something by design so i don't know if you want to grab a couple of uh uh, or have any feedback on some, some of the stuff that I just mentioned. Yeah, no, no that was great. Um, the one thing that popped in, in my head is that tell me about this. So, uh, you know, YouTube, you're on YouTube, right? You yep. talk about investments on your podcast. You're an investor guy. You invest yourself. Obviously, you watch some, um, you subscribed to some other people that are into real estate investing. And because of that, and because of your activity, uh, someone who is buying ads on a real estate agent who is buying ads on YouTube targeted you, not directly, but indirectly, because that's what you can do, uh, just like you can on Facebook. What were they targeting with? This guy showed up and said, MC, you want to buy a house in Cleveland, Ohio, uh, that's an eightplex that has a cash on cash of 12.5%. Is that the sort of thing that's going on now? Yeah, so I think the algorithms has, has it specifically, and it's the same thing with Instagram, by the way, which that's another uh, goldmine for um, really untapped by, for, for, I would say, real estate professionals and specifically agents now, especially with Instagram TV. I think that's just going to grow and grow in the coming years. Huge opportunity there to start uh, building a platform and growing it. But yeah, you can, you can, Try and, and find the, the buyers that you want. So if your, your perfect client and buyers are investors, you can specifically run and first learn the skill set of that advertising on YouTube or Facebook or even Instagram to, uh, to, to, to get a hold of those folks and also share pretty quickly why they should be doing business with you. That's how you differentiate it. But I think like from a mental capital st standpoint, the biggest um, changes that I've had in my life is when I figure out what skill set I need 
to accomplish a certain thing. So you mentioned advertising. If you're listening to this, maybe you're saying, well, that's actually a pretty good idea. I haven't thought of that. I cold call, I knock on doors, I have open houses, I have cocktail parties, all these other things, but I don't really have an online presence. Well, there's an opportunity then to figure out and set a goal to learn that skill set of how do, I, how do I become an absolute ninja, right? at finding the right folks um, in those different areas. No, I, I think it's brilliant. And I think that that's where the world's going, actually, if you think about it, right? So if your skill set is investors or you, let's just say it's not, but you happen to have sold five investment properties this year. I mean, you can pay money, guys, to Facebook. You can pay money to YouTube to have an ad pop up in front of investors. And the same thing could be done for, let's say you, you work with first-time buyers or you work with A first-time yep. buyer or, or three first-time buyers this year, um, you can have your ads pop up in front of people that have like Bridal Magazine or, you know, happen to be just married. You can pay for all that inexpensively and have a video of, hi, I'm Amanda, and um, so far I've sold three houses this year to newlywed couples, and I love working with them, and da 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 If you're getting married in the next six months you know, or in the future, you know, use me or whatever, you know, I'm making, I'm dulling this down, but yeah, but so that's happening and it's happening to everybody and it's going to happen more and more and more. Amazing read for agents who want to blow their business up. Six steps to seven figures was an amazing read. Pat breaks it down into simple, actionable steps that have taken will almost guarantee seven-figure success in the real estate sales business. Couldn't recommend this enough. Wow, thank you for the awesome Amazon review, Garo215. Now, do you want to get your hands on this book for free and blow your business up? Here's how. Go to the freesixstepsbook.com. That's free, S-I-X, stepsbook.com right now. Or simply text the word PAT. To 444-999. That's text Pat to 444-999 and I'll send you a free book. What, the, what else can you talk on the wealth building end of this? when you say building wealth by design and not by default. So let's say you're giving advice to a brand new agent and he's, and, and you want to show to him that almost every other agent in his office has created wealth by, by default and you want him to create wealth by design, him or her, what advice do you give him? Yeah, that's a great question because I think a lot of folks will find themselves in a situation where you're not employed by a corporation. You are essentially a business and running a business. So number one, a lot of the advice and personal finance and all the stuff that, uh, that you'll see through the marketing that I just spoke about is not targeted towards you. It's targeted towards the average person that's going to work, maxing out a 401k, you know, all that kind of stuff. So what do you, what, that stuff is not available for you. There's no employer to take care of you. What can you do to empower yourself to design uh, a life full of abundance and wealth down the line, right? Instead of 
waiting so badly for that commission check to clear so that you can actually go out and buy some groceries and maybe a couple of beers and watch some football on the weekend if that's your thing, right? So how do you not get into that situation? And I would say, again, the, the, the whole thing about design falls into having a strategy, not just a plan, but a strategy. Everybody's got a plan. And Mike Tyson knows what happens to someone when they have a plan and they get punched in the face, right? Which you're going to in business. Conor McGregor, right? I mean, that's, <laughs> that's you know, I love that quote. This, uh, you know, first time I saw it, a guy had it in his, uh, hanging in his office. I think I'm going to do it too. And it says, uh, it's Mike Tyson, uh, but you could probably make a new one and just say Conor McGregor said it because Mike, Mike Tyson probably never even said it, but he says, Everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. <laughs> and um, and uh, I, I, I first saw that. I was like, man, that's brilliant. Um, but anyways, so tell me, so what's the difference then? Yeah. So from a strategy standpoint, there's a lot of flexibility built into that, right? Because there's going to be ups and downs and so. So from a strategic uh, point, from a wealth creation, you want to, you're, as I mentioned, the, the one thing that's in common with mental capital and relationship capital is you're at the center of that, right? So you're the, you're the asset. You're the number one asset. So personal finance, what they teach a lot and what is marketed to you is, you know, pay off, don't, don't go into debt, pay off your debt, uh, you know, max out your 401k, buy some stock bonds and mutual funds, all that stuff. That's, that's everything is outside of you at that, that point, right? You're the, you're the asset as part of a strategy because, because of you, this strategy is going to be determined whether it's going to be successful or not. You're also your number one investment, which you're already investing your time with Pat and myself if you're listening to this. So congratulations. Keep doing that. And around things that you know, that's, that, you, that you know, because things that you know. You understand. So you're saying don't invest in the stock market because stock markets crash. I have not been personally been in the markets. And again, I know folks that have made a lot of money in the markets because that's around their unique ability and skill set as traders. You mean uh, they're traders? Yeah, exactly. And the same thing with Bitcoin, right? That the big, the big word that's out there. There are folks that have lost everything. There are folks buying islands in the Caribbean. What's the difference between those people? Well, the one knew, knew about it, knew, knew something. They had a strategy. It's not the asset clause. It's the investor. You know, so it's the person that decides whether something is an asset or, or a liability. Same with real estate. You know, you can invest in real estate. It could be a complete train wreck if you don't know what you're doing. Or it's it timing could be too. It's like, you know, you, you got to have patience and you got to give it time. Right. Um, it's kind of hard when, you, when, you, when you're investing in things that are massively volatile, i.e. Bitcoin, because, you know, you, invest, you can invest 10 grand in Bitcoin. It could be worth, you know, three grand in a day. And that's scary to hold on to that and to watch that happen. But I think in the long run, the savvy investors are the ones that can, right, have the, the wherewithal to just hold on. Uh, yeah. Because real estate changes too, you know? Yeah. If we all sold all our shit in 2009, we'd be kicking ourselves now. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. You want to have a long-term view and, and, and thinking of it. It's not short-term gains, you know. Everything these days is short-term. Collectively, we have the attention span of a gnat, right, Pat? So <laughs> it's like you have to think long-term. You have to think a little bit bigger. There's got to be patience. There's got to be emotional intelligence built in with the financial and the academic one as well. I think a lot of folks have financial intelligence, they have academic intelligence, but 
oh, they get very emotional very, very quickly when it comes to money uh, and their relationship to that. So it's that having that long-term range. And when you have control over it, look, if you invest in yourself, you study certain things, you make it a priority to invest in yourself first and in things that you know that you have control over, all of a sudden that emotion is down a little bit because you have more control over it. Um, so alignment and focus is key, I would say, in a strategy. Efficiency, uh, a lot of uh, the wealthiest clients that we have and a lot of the wealthiest individuals and families that we've studied, um, they save min a minimum of 40% of their income. So paying yourself first is a big one and then setting a goal of just- so they, they save 40% of their gross income. So if you're a real estate agent and you made 100 grand gross, you should be saving 40 grand. Or, or would this be net? I guess there's probably be net. Let's say you made a you made a hundred in commission, you kept seventy. You're saying, say forty percent of that, right? Twenty eight thousand dollars should be saved in some sort of investment vehicle, or just in an efficient efficient place to wear our savings. And we've spoken about it in the past on your show uh, through a strategy we called infinite banking and cash flow banking. So it's got to be in a in a in a an efficient where. Uh, a place that you warehouse your savings. Because from there, you can access it as a business owner to expand and grow your business, right? Rather than investing into a mutual fund that Dave Ramsey tells you is going to pay you 12%, right? Mm. So investing it back in yourself and your business. So one of the things that, that, that really uh, surprises me when I speak, especially to business owners, and as an agent, you're a business and a business owner, is how they look for things outside themselves. If you have your money in, a, in a, an efficient savings vehicle, you're putting it away, it's readily accessible. Now, all of a sudden, you could take some of that money to invest it back in yourself and your business, meaning yeah. growing your, and expanding your business. You know, um, so if there's, a, if there's a, a machine that you're sticking a buck in and it, it's putting out 20, 20 bucks to 100 bucks at a time, how many dollars would you put in there? You would put a lot right. in there. So right. if, you're an, if you're an agent, your best investment, for instance, could potentially be, you know, back to our example earlier, of a Facebook ad campaign or a YouTube ad campaign that's going to pay you, that investment's going to, the ROI is going to be much bigger than trying to. Yeah, uh, the, the tricky part with that, MC, is that it's a gray line between calling it an investment and calling it an expense, right? People right. come on my show and I'm like, dude, what's your profit margin? And they're like, wow, it's such and such. Or they'll say, you know, it's 10%. And the reason it's only 10% is because all of my, investment money is going back into the business. I'm investing in my business. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, well, that's an expense. Right. You know what I mean? Like you can't, you can't say that. You have to call it an expense. When I, say, when I say save money to invest, I mean, you know, invest it outside of your primary business, right? Invest right. it outside of your core business. So do you still think they should, they should invest 40% in outside vehicles like real estate, rentals, whether it's Bitcoin, stocks, bonds, whatever, whatever they know about, do you still think it's 40% or how should one figure that out? Yeah, I would put that away uh, uh, of my savings. Obviously, you don't want to just go broke every single time, meaning 
going all in basically with you want to leave a little bit of a cushion for emergencies and you know if you need to put it back in your business but from an investing standpoint obviously the criteria is simple we're looking at cash flow you know if it's real estate whether it's single family it's got a cash flow whether yeah, it's, it's got a, it's got a cash flow money back you got yeah. you know you got to be getting money back um, right. from the money you invest because the whole idea in my mind is to build lines of income where you have so many that you can retire from real estate. And essentially, that's what I did, right? I started buying single-family homes, yep. um, renting them out. Then I started buying multifamily homes, renting them out, commercial properties, renting them out, um, created uh, 40-some lines of income that paid me sideways where it enabled me in 2010 to be like, look, I'm out. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to go do something else. And uh, I think most agents aren't presented with that opportunity because they don't save enough in the beginning. You know, they hear people that say, save 10% or save something like that. You know, put your 6000 a year in a Roth IRA um, and it just doesn't add up to enough uh, fast enough. You really should be, you know, I always tell people what you should do is figure out what your expenses are on a monthly basis. And when people always seem perplexed when I tell them that, and, they, and I tell you, it's easy. Go to your bank account, uh, look at last month. There's one line called a debit line. There's one line called a credit line, right? Yep. You want to you uh, read me that debit line, and they'll say, oh, that line says $27,000. I said, okay, well, that's what you spend a month. So, and this is in your personal bank account and, uh, or, or, you know, you look at six months, the average of the six months or whatever, but, but every dollar made over that 27,000 or that two twenty seven hundred or whatever it is should be saved. And most likely it's going to be to the tune of 40%. If you do it that way, if you don't do it that way, it's going to be to the tune of like 1% or 0%. Yeah, the first that that's the first thing that I would say. If you want a step by step kind of just a a, a quick start, you got to st set up a dashboard. You know, if you're flying somewhere or driving somewhere, you need a dashboard to know how fast you're driving, where you're going, a GPS, right? So, men's personal capital is a big one. You have to know what's coming in, what's going out. Uh, you then, after that, have to establish financial statements. You know, you have to have an income statement and a balance sheet for your personal stuff and then for your bus business stuff. Uh, that's how you track and, and monitor all of that. And then you set up uh, an automated plan where a certain part of every single dollar that comes into your account goes into a separate account. It's not lying in the checking and on the weekends you see what's there. Uh, so you, you spend it. It's something that's out of sight, out of mind. And then of course, you know, to get more tactical, then we throw it into a cash flow banking system and info banking system after that, because it's doing so many different jobs for us. That's kind of just the flow from the start pad. But to your point, when it comes to investing, and this is one thing that you have to seriously consider because you, you don't have a corporation taking money out of your check and sticking it into something for you. As a member of the Rockstar Nation, you may have noticed that every guest that comes on the show now is required to bring with them a free tool, an item of utility that real estate agents can use to drastically increase their sales and profits. Some of the things that have been brought have been ebooks, forms, reports, negotiating techniques, hiring guides, postcards, checklists, open house secrets, 
newsletters that are sent out, sphere of influence forms, referral request forms, and the list goes on and on. If you would like to get this free toolbox full of items of utility, simply go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox. That's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply text toolbox to 444-999. That's toolbox to 444-999. Put that money away. Try to get, you know, I always say to folks, your first goal should be to try and save 100 grand at least, bare minimum. And then if you're an agent, try to become an accredited investor, which is $200,000 a year um, for, for a single person, $300,000 for, for a couple. Um, because now all of a sudden the game changes. Now, you know, if you've ever played Cash Flow, the board game from Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Poor Dad, Kiyosaki, yeah. Yeah, from Kiyosaki, most... You, you're going to get stuck in that little rat race constantly unless you could get into, out into the fast track, which is where the accredited investors play. So I think most people are so concerned about, do I put you know, $20 into this and 50 bucks into that? You should be focusing on increasing your income, put away 40% of it until you get up to 100. Now you can start to make moves and develop those, those streams uh, that you were talking about and cash flow streams. Now, all of a sudden, whether it's single family, multifamily, other investments, now you can actually invest in something that's going to move the needle and provide monthly cash flow. So I, I, that, that would be my advice. Before that, I mean, sticking a couple of bucks into this and a couple of bucks in there, you're spread all over the place. I like to be more focused and allocate a certain amount into a certain area that's going to make a dent or at least show me something for the effort that I'm, that I'm putting in um, uh, by researching and studying that specific investment. No, absolutely. I think it's all about cash flow, everything you do and uh, all your strategies. And, you know, I'm one of the founders of a, a men's mastermind, GoBundance. And one of the things we started tracking uh, all the members of GoBundance is something called uh, horizontal income to net worth, right? HTNW, which means the amount of money that's coming in, right? Divided mm -hmm. by your net worth. So your cash flow compared to your net worth. And a lot of people, they look at one or the other, or they'll look at uh, only, you know, net worth. And a lot of people say, well, my net worth is the company that I own and, and that's worth $5 million. So I'm worth $5 million or that's worth a hundred thousand. So I'm worth a hundred thousand. But if it's not paying any horizontal income, it's not a great investment, right? If it's not paying you without you having to work. So if the if I have forty lines of horizontal income and they're in in and they equate to about a ten percent return on my total net worth, you know that's decent, right? That's pretty good. But if they returning two percent of my horizontal income, that my cash flow is only two percent of my net worth, that's a problem, right? Yep. I mean that means I got too much money and too much wealth in one vehicle. Um, which I know, which is why you like a lot of different vehicles. I like a lot of different vehicles, diversification, you know? Yep. Yeah, and I think too that uh, as part of a, a wealth strategy, right, if you're listening to this, figure out, uh, and we, we call it the four different levels of financial success. Mm, First part this, yeah. is security, 
right? That's There's certain things that have to be in place for that. The second part and level that we talk about quite a lot. Well, is security is just, what do you mean? Like just having cash around? Yeah, that's your, that's your savings. That's your saving 40% of that income, you know, having all of your ducks in a row as far as security. Yeah, like my buddy Gary Jonas, he, he told me one of his goals that his, his wife actually wanted him to have this goal because he invests in so much real estate. She said, I want to have 150000 in the bank account just sitting there in a savings account. Right. And, and, and I think that was her security. That's She just wanted to know that that was there. So that would fall under security, right? Just cash in the bank or, or some sort of savings in the bank that's very liquid. Absolutely. And, it, and for some people, it might mean different things. It might be having a certain amount of gold and silver, cash in the bank, cash in the vault, you know, all the other things. And then financial independence, which is economic independence, where if you know the number, what it, uh, you know, and you'd mentioned what's your, what's your monthly expenses? What's the number of your monthly expenses? If you know that number and your passive income from these investments is greater and exceeds that, now, all of a sudden, you're financially independent. You're economically independent, which means that if you stop working today, you can maintain the current living standard that you're at. And then the next level we talk about is financial freedom, where we times that by one and a half, that number, uh, 1.5, and then we double it because we still want to continue to keep expanding because you got to keep expanding, right? So it doesn't mean when you get to a certain point, now you're you're shutting the off button. No, we're still saving 40% to 50% of our income. We're still investing and we're still keeping to grow our cash flow every single year. And then of course, the last one we talk about is financial significance. Now what, you know, giving back, but give, give while you go through those, those different, uh, those different levels as well. But establishing that I think is, is the, is the start because one of the things that and we started this conversation about you don't want to be the old guy or gal that has to do this. You don't want to keep trading your time for money, which is what you're doing when you're actively working that. If you set this up correctly through cash flow investments, through getting your ducks in a row, then you'll have these income streams and be financially independent, economically independent, and, fi and have financial freedom. Because, Pat, at the end of the day, I don't think, I think we're all, it's so psychology is amazing, right? I don't think it's retirement that people crave. You know, retirement is basically means to me that you're being put out of use, right? You stop contributing, you stop producing and creating, right? I don't think everybody, anybody wants to ever do that, right? You want to give back, you want to contribute, whether it's your family, your community, your church, whatever makes you happy and what your avenue is. I think deep, deep down, what people are looking, what they're, what, what they're really chasing is freedom. Not the retirement, it's the freedom. Yeah, freedom. Absolutely, yeah. 100%, right. Yeah, so I think to know that and make that the goal instead of retirement and, and add, adding these income streams, I think that's going to give you a lot more control and you're not going to be the guy or gal that has to do it. But you're doing it because you want to or you're passionate about it, or you're teaching maybe um, maybe you're teaching someone else uh, in your office, right? Taking them out because you enjoy it. You enjoy people. You have to be enjoying people if you're in the, in the industry serving people and working with people every day full time. No, brilliant, brilliant. Well, th listen, MC, this has been fun stuff. I love everything you have to say. I agree with it 100%. I mean, you know, I, I, if I, you know, people ask me a lot of times what's one regret that I have. 
from a financial uh, standpoint. And I think that would be that I didn't dollar cost average, um, you know, over my entire real estate selling career. And, and I don't care whether you're dollar cost averaging a stock market or Bitcoin or, or, or real estate. In my case, it was real estate. I think I, I wish I had dollar cost averages just one house a year, even throughout the 90s and the, and the down parts because, or the parts that nothing was happening uh, just because it, it adds up you know, time flies, as they say. And, um, you know, it, it all starts with this year, you know, and then next year. And then next thing you know, you have a whole portfolio. I did buy a lot, but I wish I had bought more and more consistently, you know, one house a year, even if it's just one house a year, even if it's one, you know, ghetto property a year, something that you can't afford. If you can't afford something in your area, uh, just buy it, just do it, right? Just start building horizontal lines that cash flow. Absolutely. And be very, very clear on your strategy. I always say, let's lead with strategy. And I use the, uh, I use the analogy that I'm from South Africa and uh, I, love, I, I love golf and watching golf. I'm a horrible player, but that's side Have issue. You played legends? <laughs> no. Uh, oh, the you golf course in South Africa. I just, I just played that last year with the extreme 19. We had to take a helicopter up to the 19th hole in, in uh, Cape town or yeah. outside of Cape town. No, I've not played that. I've had a lot of friends that have, um, and love it, but, uh, yeah, no, I, it beautiful, beautiful, uh, pic picturesque golf course. Too. Yeah. The T is in the shape of the country of Africa. Yep. Yep, absolutely. But yeah, Ernie Els is one of my favorite golfers to watch. And if you would ask me, listen, MC, uh, you could play Augusta National in the Masters. Uh, would you take Ernie Swing or his golf clubs? I'm going to take his swing every single time, right? So start with the swing and then we, yeah. pick, well, then we pick the different golf clubs. So get your strategy down, write down all those goals that, Pat, that you mentioned as well. Be clear on those numbers and then craft, craft that strategy and then figure out the mechanics and the, and the tactical stuff because, um, yeah, that, that, that's, a, that's a whole other topic that we could talk about for all the <laughs> Yeah, hours. absolutely. I like the analogy, though. So, so, MC, what is your free gift? As you know, everybody that comes on the show brings a free gift. And I'm going to take this. I'm going to put it in your show notes, guys. So, you know, MC was on one time before 423. It was a while ago. I believe we used, because uh, his name is probably a little awkward for a lot of people to spell. So I, I bet you I used Cashflow Ninja his podcast. So I'm going to put this on hybendigital.com backslash cashflow ninja and the number two. That's hybendigital.com backslash cashflow ninja and the number two. MC, what's your free gift today? There's a holistic wealth creation course that we just did. It's a free course that they can access at your own banking system.com. And basically what this course teaches is it connects all the dots because it's all connected. Uh, you know, when it comes to our health, we know we have to eat properly. We know we have to exercise and we know we have to recover, right? With liquids and get enough sleep and rest and so forth. But sometimes when it comes to money and wealth creation, we don't necessarily, you know, are cognizant that everything's connected uh, in, in the same manner. So in the course, we walk you through it step by step. Um, so uh, your listeners can, uh, can go to yourownbankingsystem.com and uh, ch check it out. Awesome, dude. Well, I'm going to put a link to that in his show notes. I'm also going to put a link to that in the Agent Success Toolbox, which can be found on hybendigital.com backslash toolbox 
or just text the word toolbox to 444-999 and that will be along with hundreds of other free gifts that uh, people that have come on this show have brought with them. MC, it's always a blast, buddy. I will definitely uh, connect with you uh, next time. I know you're not in South Africa anymore. You're in what, Philly, right? Yeah, Newtown, Pennsylvania, Bucks County. Bucks County. Well, next time I'm in Bucks County, uh, I'll look you up. We could break some bread. Sounds good, my friend. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning in to Real Estate Rockstars. If this free content is giving you a ton of value, I want to ask a small favor in return. I need you to pull out your pointing finger and hit the subscribe button. Yes, hit subscribe, please. The more subscribers that we get on Real Estate Rockstars, the better guests are attracted to the shows. We'll get more guests from the top companies, from the top teams, and even more celebrity guests like Robert Kiyosaki and Barbara Corcoran. Also, if you're not a member of our free Facebook group, go to Real Estate Rockstars Radio right on Facebook and join the conversation. I'm on there myself on FaceTime Lives, and we have a lot of communications and questions about the show, and I'd love to see you there. And it's free. People ask me all the time, where am I on social media? I'm real easy to find. Just type in my name. My IG is I am Pat Hyben. It is blowing up on Instagram, adding tons of subscribers. And I'm on there probably twice a day. So definitely follow me on Instagram as well as everywhere else. Thanks again for listening and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.